better throw some respect on my name. Gotta rip my knees, folks, on the daily. Cause I ain't really been myself fast lately. My mind's evolving and my heart is changing. Starting to see the world how it should be. It's positively sweet. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode from Boys to Men. I'm your host, Terry Mr. King. And today, y'all, I got a, a special guest on. He knew me from the sandbox days. <laughs> and look, like, the funny thing about I knew this man majority of my life. So, like, just know I wouldn't have nobody in on this show that would not benefit somebody that's watching the show in any shape or form. Like, this guy, like, just his life journey alone is going to touch a lot of people. And I would not have nobody else on this closing episode for season three. Then this guy right here, man, like, <laughs> we're just literally discussing, like, some childhood stuff beforehand. But, like, man, just, a, bro, this guy is big into the things that you need to be big into in order to be successful and to be well-grounded and humble human being. And it's, like, basically what everybody in this world needs to be these days. But I'm allowing him to introduce himself, man. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Howdy, howdy. Jesse Lacoste, man. Yes, sir. It's good to be here this morning. I appreciate you having me on. And you you started out, man, that's some big shoes to fill over there. You're talking some big words. Hey, the, hey. I, I appreciate I know the you, kind words, I know brother. you got it, brother, because, man. Hey, like we were talking about right before we got on, man, it's, it's, it's not me. It's, it's all glory to Christ. Exactly. That's what it's all about. That journey that God put us on to right. the shoes that he, he allowed us to fill is the reason why you're sitting right across from me That's today. It. And not only just that, uh, I'm allowed to sit in front of you because I've God put everybody in your life for a reason. Boom. And you don't know at the moment what the reason for. But over time, looking back, you connect the dots. That's it. And you just keep those connections. And then somehow y'all get together and make That's something it, magic. Man. It's divine appointment. You know, I don't believe in coincidence. Oh, yeah. It's never. Because, look. When I first started working out, like serious, serious working out, I run into you all the time at, I was just at uh, real time. Real time. That's I used to see you all the yeah, time, yeah. real time. And then uh, they shut down, came back, uh, went to uh, Anytime. That was my home, man. I know. That was my home. <laughs> I know. Then went to Anytime. And out of out of anybody I ran into, the really first guy I really ran into other than the manager was your granddad. So <laughs> that I was like, He's probably there more than the manager. Exactly, he was there <laughs> just as much time as man. He just got paid. Yeah, because like, like I was like, bro, this, this ain't no coincidence. I ran into you on nine. I was like, bro, me and Jesse got some stuff to do later on. Yeah, I just don't know what it is, but when it comes around, yeah, hey, and everything lined up perfectly. It all comes full circle. Oh, it yeah. always does, man. Exactly, man, bro. So let's tell these people a little bit more about you, because I I know a little bit of your backstory. But these people don't know nothing about you. Let's go ahead and go into that a little bit. Yeah, just kind of overview. Yeah, let's talk about childhood and everything. Yeah, yeah. As far as childhood, you know a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good old days. <laughs> the fun years. You know, of course, I came up locally. I say that. I came up um, locally since I was about two, yeah. you know, in Cantonment, of course. And they, yes, sir. Uh, rough little part, man. Um the old village, Cantoma Village. People don't people don't understand like. Oh yeah. Hey, they they used to call that area the White Ghetto. Yeah. That that was a rough little spot, and then in the nineties it was a whole lot rougher. It was you had you know, uh, Fort Nation and AK Gang. Yeah. And uh, just a lot of. A lot of. Drug and gang culture. 
um, and really want to be gang culture, yeah. which can honestly be Just a, lot more, a lot more dangerous yeah. because it's people trying to prove themselves. That, yeah, that's true. You know, a bunch of wannabes trying to prove themselves can be dangerous. You know, I, I see that all the never time. Never know what someone's capable of. So that that culture and that whole just air there was was we didn't realize how bad it was coming up. Nah, we just enjoying the time. Yeah, and and you know that area down there, um, it's it's calmed down in a lot of ways, but it's still really really overtaken. You know, with with meth use and uh, meth production and a lot of other things and there's a sad areas of course a lot of people very very close to me some of them and, and their families have, have gone down in a lot of that from childhood and yeah. you know sad to people see people go that direction but in an area like that you gotta remember that's the majority yeah you know this basin um, can't tell me yeah 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 so what's in those specific areas of course there's a lot of it's a very mixed area there's a lot of nice areas but you know you're talking as close as you get to to Booker into the village, into the old village um, where we were from, you know. Of yeah. course, that was a that was a popping area in the forties. <laughs> of course, uh, that was um, actually the the plant back then. It was what um, Monsanto or Champion. Yeah. And you know, before it sold off many times over to become IP. Those were actually all the little block homes that they built in the nineteen forties for a lot of their employees. And then, of course, over time, that always turns into, you know, poverty comes in. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the outskirts in the downtown. It, it flows in, it flows out, it flows in, it flows out. And that particular area, of course, just got overridden. And it was a, it's a cheap area to live. So naturally, yeah. you know. You're going to automatically, uh, like, it's cheap so I can save money. That's it. And you want to go. That's it, you know. And you're talking a bunch of, you know, 600 square foot to maybe 1,000 square foot homes. When we came up in, you're talking 1,000 square foot home with a, uh, Six kids. Yeah, that's not a lot. That's a tight fit. That's a tight fit. <laughs> everybody sharing. Hey, everybody bunking up together. I was sort of similar in that standpoint. You know, but we were blessed, man. We had a roof over our heads. We had two uh, awesome parents that loved us. Yeah. You know, taught us about Christ. That's kept right. us shielded from at least the majority of that lifestyle out there you know you, you can't help you know but digging the sum of it the the, the fighting and, and all of those things that just come with a territory like that but if for the most part inside those four walls uh my mom and daddy did a great job of keeping us uh in, in a christ-based atmosphere as much as they could yeah. so and you you realize like saying that i realize how much both most of our parents like did that for us they shielded us from like the outskirts of what yeah. was going on because, like, really, I didn't know how bad certain stuff was until I got older. Uh-huh. Then I started paying attention to myself. I was like, dang, I didn't even know this was this area was that bad. I didn't know this was that. I knew certain yeah. things, but it was like. Next door, John, little Johnny's house, yeah. and, and Daddy was counting right there on the counter. Exactly. <laughs> like, like what the? Like, and, I, I and was you, six. I didn't even know what that was. Exactly. You know? And you would think, I was like, damn, how much uh stuff really our parents blocked? That's like, Because right. if it wasn't for them. Think about how bad we, how worse off we could have been. That, so, so at different levels, uh, you know, in life and certain, I guess, certain stepping stones and, and mm-hmm. checkpoints I've hit, and and growth spiritually, I've been able to look back, and and reference to myself a lot of what you're just hitting on, you know, where it was wow, I really was protected, or at, at minimum. It set the right tone from the beginning for my heart and for my mindset. So even when I got lost in some of those things, 
I come full circle. And it's, it's like scripture says, you know, raise them up in the way, they're going to come back, back to, to it. You. <laughs> yes, you know? sir. So, so when I got older, when I did realize some of these things, and when I hit some of my own downfalls and downspouts and, and, and rough times and hurdles, even unrelated to that, um, I knew where to turn to. It kind of set that base for me. Oh, yeah. So, And I think that's one of the greatest ways that they shielded us and, and protected us. Yeah. You know? Our hearts, yeah. our minds. Because, uh, like I said, mind is a terrible thing in the ways. And the renewing of the mind is really important. And like like you said, when you go through these downfalls, like, because when, when I went to jail, and even though I know I was, like, falsely accused and all those stuff, I was still in there. And I was like, man, I started blaming. I had to look at myself and blame myself because I had put myself in that situation. But that situation helped me grow, grow in, like, a, such a – more mature standpoint because yeah. it take me like it took me all the way to me going to jail to actually self-reflect and then realizing while I was in there you know all, all I did was read and you know what I read I read the Bible I actually That's read it. the Bible three times while I was in jail for the three months I was in there and then when I try to tell you like those down moments where you're at your lowest is the part where you can get the most growth in life it is. And it it, is. It's, it's such, like, looking, look at that moment, you don't see it. But looking back, you're thankful for those moments because. You got to have joy in your sorrow, man. Yes. That's that's so huge. What you're hitting on there is so huge when it comes to growth. You know, being able to understand there's a difference between worldly sorrow and godly sorrow. Yeah. Godly sorrow breeds repentance and brings you back around to Christ. Yeah. Transforms your mind. And then you start to you start to find joy. Not not immediately. Yeah. Don't feel like it when you're going through it. <laughs> of course, it's not fun when you're in the moment. Oh, I was crying like oh. a baby, Ooh. and it's, it, it it's hurt. It's tough, man. In situation to situation, it's tough, man. It's it's always hard. It's when you look back on it, or when you've been through it a few times at different levels. To that, when you, he's taking you through something new, it's when you're able to look back and be like, "All right, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I recognize this again. I know what you're doing. I know there's something. There's some resistance here for a reason." There's a blessing on the other side. There's growth on the other side, and you can recognize that as a as a necessary growth pain. Yeah. Instead of something detrimental to your life. Oh yeah, because that shaped my life for the better. Uh, be. Because it looked like people don't understand negative is is just as important as positive, because like the negative things that happen, it builds like that. It's that muscle seed of faith that you got inside of you. That's that soil and have it grow, grow, grow. And then when your light start, when it blooms, your light just shining so bright. Cause, like, this, this is what this is all about. <laughs> Cause um, I want, I want, like, you know, let our light shine and let them know that, like, yo, it's okay to go through these things. But if you make it through this on the other side, you're gonna have this whole different mind on how you, an outlook on life in general and your relationships with the people that are needed to be like the most important people in your relationship because before i got in trouble my relationship with my family and my son and my like my kids wasn't what it should have been i was more focused just on me versus focusing on the people that i needed to focus on and redirecting that priority what it redirected it so it literally flipped it from what was last became first and i put myself so, I have, you, so you needed it. I needed it. And, and I thank God. People even, look, even if you felt like, it, oh, this shouldn't be happening to me. I shouldn't go through this. this yeah. whatever, the, whatever it stemmed from, 
yeah. may not, you know, be applicable or you may not be at fault for. Yeah. But you still needed it on your journey and on your path. Exactly. I can I can identify with that so much. Exactly. It's like, man, who, <laughs> bro? Because uh, when I look back now, uh, that whole situation, like, man, it was. It was like the I feel like it was my lowest moment of my whole life, cause I felt like I was on this high horse, and it took like I'm gonna say like all right, let's say Job, you know how Job, yeah, yeah. he had everything he thought he had wanted and everything he asked for, and then the devil asked like, oh you got him so protected, at least some of your hinges, I bet he won't praise you, yeah, and look I had stepped away from the church a little bit, you know, like I still you know I believe, but I wasn't like. Practicing yeah. what yeah. what the words was t- like saying. You you weren't walking with Jesus. I wasn't walking. Uh, um, I wasn't walking with Jesus, and then when that happened, it humbled me because I realized like everything that I had accomplished was because of him. And he, these are things I asked him for, things that opportunities he gave me, and I wasn't giving the praise back to him, and it's. It, it turned <laughs> it turned me from it it made me feel like I was back as a little kid and I don't never I didn't realize like when you go back and you feel like you're a little kid again you can find like this purity about yourself but I had to literally shuffle out all the the bullshit yeah. that I had yeah. in my system and in my life and if it was for that moment in that situation, like it's funny you describe it like that, man, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's, that's probably why you saw me focus in there. It took me back to some of my own growth and situations and hurdles, and I think that's that's the only way that we're able to come back in union with God. Obviously through Christ yeah. alone, but but as far as turning our hearts and then kind of humbling ourselves back to Him, is to get to that point. We're almost in that childlike state again, yeah. like he talks about childlike faith. Yeah. That's that's the only way that our pride is peeled back enough yeah. for us to actually approach him. What? Ooh, ooh, you said that because yeah, because like until recently, I realized like I was a real prideful person, and learning how to swallow my pride and understand like yo, it doesn't. I don't have to be this prideful to get stuff done and to work with people because pride is just going to hinder me and my growth versus helping the masses. That's it. The pride, when you can picture, like I said, when most people get themselves out of the way, the blessing can actually come to them in the way it's supposed to come to them. That's right, man. And, and mentioning pride, uh, like we say, going back to the word, it's the original sin. Yeah. That's what keeps us separated from him all along. Exactly. And it builds from childhood. You know, speaking on childhood and kind of going back to some of those things on that subject, that's what that creates. That's what that atmosphere creates. You know, it's like me, you know, growing up in those times. You remember from those days. <laughs> people meet me nowadays walking yeah. with Jesus, and, and they, they get a whole different Jesse. But, you know, yeah. that was, uh, I was known for fighting. Of course. That's all, all I did every day. I trust Home, me. school, every bus, every parties, I went. parties for real. I, hey, I used to hear like I, I went to Josh Banks' party like when right when we got out of high school. They said, like, "Yo, Jesse about to kick somebody's ass." I was like, "I said, I was like, 
Yeah. Not proud of those days, man. But but it, it's it's what that atmosphere created. You know, you, you put you put someone when I don't mean this in a boastful way, but yeah. you know, you put someone with natural abilities yeah. in, in a atmosphere uh, like I grew up in. Not even in those days. Uh, that's when it was already formed, and I was I was deep down that path. Yeah. But even from true, you know, uh, boyhood and childhood, um, elementary, middle school, you know, junior high levels. Um, into you know that sort of neighborhood and that's all you know hey if, you, if, gotta, yeah. you know i've got to fight every single day to protect yourself that's it that's it you know so then you go into a, a public school or kids you know you get a little older into junior high and you're mixing with kids of different areas and and different backgrounds mixing in and they don't get it yeah um because they don't they don't understand that mindset and uh and, and really at that age you don't you, you don't, don't get either. it yourself. You just think that's normal, and that's how everyone is. That's that's how you came up. That's how you you know Facts. you shaped and molded into that person by your surroundings. You know, and you're you're you haven't expounded your mind enough to be able to recognize that in the first place, and then yeah. break free of it. So you know that only forms into you know later years through junior high, through high school, through post high school, into a point where you yeah you're fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. At the drop of a hat, you're you're a violent person. You're you're angry, and you're you know, and even when you're not, you feel like you you have to be, or at least you know, uh, show that prasad, that, that yeah, prasad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, this is the way that I got to handle this, or 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 they're not going to respect me, and they're not going to do this. And then when you see, you know, um, even when you're in the situation where you do legitimately have to, say you're you're still back in that environment on a daily and weekly basis, you're put into a position where you do have to do that yeah. and it becomes a survival tactic you know especially when you have a uh, have a situation where you understand and realize you've been given a natural ability or talent at this um hey i'm good at this well going forward that's how i'm going to start to solve all my problems yeah <laughs> it worked it worked that it, it time. Worked over and over and over and over and over so naturally you know when you get out of that environment it's hard to adapt and stay away from it not just fighting not just violence but uh, a lot of the ideologies that come along with that uh you know it provides a lot of that same pride yeah. i'm the biggest i'm the baddest i'm the and i'll tell you what that's man coming up <laughs> and close buddies of mine would would laugh anyone who was around me during that era you know whether so school buddies you know especially from the neighborhood and all um, uh, Daniel, uh, you'll see this, this <laughs> one of them, man, he kept me, he, <laughs> he kept me in a lot of trouble. And that was, you know, we still joke about it from time to time today, just looking back at how foolish I was in those times. I should have gotten a whole lot more trouble. And it, it really, a lot of it came down to one statement. I whoop anybody in the room. <laughs> when you, when you hear something like that and that pride is set in your heart, yeah, anybody, Oh, you you didn't mean calling me out. Because <laughs> I'm anybody. Because I'm in the room. <laughs> you know, you, you feel like they're talking to you. And that's such, it's so silly now. Yeah. It's and We can look back and see it's so silly now. It's so self-centered, so prideful. That person has, I'm not even on their radar. Yeah. But in that mindset, coming from that culture, coming yeah. from a sort of survival tactic that you have ingrained in your mind, you feel like you have to. Yeah, because you feel like they're talking it's, to it's, you. It's, it's barbaric. It's primal. It's, it's a... You challenged me. Yeah. I was a part of the challenge. I'm on the other end of that bargain, yeah. and now you have to prove it. And it's a uh, man. It's it's a. Uh, it sounds funny looking back at it now, but when you grow, you can see it for what it is. And I realized how much hatred, how much pain, how much trouble, how much drama that and trauma that mm-hmm. caused in my life and in my childhood that was so avoidable. Um, 
Not to mention we came up in an era of of zero tolerance. Oh yeah, got my ass beat so many times. It's ridiculous. Like I think I still got I got permanent whip marks on my back, <laughs> and people don't believe me, but yeah, my mom kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, and see, even not just from a household level, but from a from a uh, you know school level, school, yeah, and, and correctional and, and lawful, you know, legal. That error, I think, it was really detrimental to a lot of kids. Yeah. You know, they didn't take any time to understand kids. They didn't take any time to, to, to fix anything. It was all Band-Aid, and it was all cold it, turkey. So yeah. you had no adaptation there. It was, Do you're brought I up said. in this, and, and this is how you, you know, this is what you're stuck with. This is all you know. Yeah. Um, and you have to, we're, you're going to have to do this to survive there. But when you come in here, you don't know the intention of these other people, adults, children, whatever the case may be. And should you touch anyone, Automatic. Yeah. If you're defending yourself, doesn't matter. Automatic. Yeah. You're defending a sibling, doesn't matter. Automatic. Automatic. And you're turning good children, yep. good-hearted children, with the wrong mindset or maybe thrown into the wrong position, and you're making them criminals Yeah. at an elementary, junior high, oh, high yeah. school age. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, Miss Elton actually did that a couple times to a couple of kids in our class. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, man, it's... Like you say, it's crazy looking back at it now, because like we did come in the up in the zero tolerance era. Yeah. Uh, because I look at like schools, like our parents could pop up at any time. If we got in trouble at school, they'll come. They'll call our parents. We get in the whooping. We can't even explain ourselves and everything else. Dude, we like, mom, this did not even happen. It didn't happen like that. No, they ain't hear that. They took you to the bathroom, whooped your ass, brought you back to class. You had to go on about your day. Same thing with church, like. Oh, you up there talking or you sleep, you're going to pop in the back of your head and it's mandatory. You got to go. It's not no, oh, if you feel like going, no, you have to yeah, be there. And, and some of it stirs stern raising and I get yeah. the mentality behind it and I can agree with, you know, with the, at least the heart behind a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and it's harder to really blame the parents because you yeah. got to remember, man, they they came up in a different era as well. Which was harder so, than we grew well, up in. And, and, and when they were introduced into that, as parents now, their kids are doing the same thing they did, but the school and law is treating it way, way different. Yeah. You know, I look at back at that now as a, especially in, in earlier years, say, take, you know, five years ago, um, at the age, you know, my mom and dad would have been around that time in my life. Yeah. And I look at my mindset, and you know, had I gone to a school and the law's involved, and there's an officer in the room, and this, I would have yeah. been freaking out too. Yeah. Because when you're a child, you don't see your parents the same way. They're just a human. You think, well, mommy and daddy know it all. Yeah. They got this figured out. You don't realize they're growing up with you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and I think that's why they treated it a lot different as well and took it to the extra serious level because they're just scared for you at yeah. that time in that moment. And the, and, the, and the law in the school made it such a petty situation, so serious. Oh, yeah. They were a bit petrified as well. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, little Johnny, little Susie's in this situation, and I can't fix it this time. Now let's take it out on little Johnny and little Susie so that they never find themselves in this position again. again. Not realizing, you know, it's something that 20 years prior, it would have been like, shake hands, go back to class. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I found myself in a couple of situations a couple times in high school. But, uh like I said, it's different. It's so different now because, like, like I got a son. 
and I think about the things I worried about back then is not the same things that I worry about now yeah. for him because you see how things have changed and it's more publicized like the treatment of like I'm gonna say black black kids and everything in general I was like or even not even just black kids kids from poverty because white white kids from poverty get the same treatment as black kids majority time I can tell you that man I could yeah. be testimony to that of course you know whether, whether it's um you know coming up in that era um you know run-ins with with teachers run-ins with laws run-ins, mm-hmm. and there was a few of those you know that were really really great and had kind hearts you know there's a couple of teachers out there that really really made a difference on my way um Miss McCray, if you remember her. Oh, yeah, Miss McCray, yeah. Hey, that was the, uh, the angel of, like, out of every teacher that I say can shape a kid and, yeah. like, get them on the right path. Made you want to do better. Made me. Made you want to do better. Uh, uh, Tate, where I went off to after Ransom, uh, Miss Cheryl. See, she had a way, um, I don't know, she had a way of inspiring in her classroom that made you want to learn, made you want to do better, made you want to improve. It needs to be more teachers like that. Absolutely, more individuals out there that actually have a heart for teaching and have a heart for, for not just the curriculum, but for growing children into adults. And I think that's where you see a lot of that change come from. Yeah, because yeah, there's always that one teacher. Because uh, for me, because I ended up going to West Florida after ransom. Yeah. Which I did not want to. My mom forced me to. Thank you, but I, I thank her for it now because right. I look back at it. Like, she made me get out of a place I would have been comfortable at. Or she said I would probably got in trouble if I wanted to take. I look back now, yeah, I probably would have. And uh, I had to go find my way again yeah. all by myself, but at an older age versus, like, how I did when I went from elementary school to another elementary school. Yeah. So uh, and it was this one teacher. His And think about it. At first, how I looked at him, it was, like, the worst teacher ever. His name was Mr. Novotny. <laughs> but – as I grew and knew him more and more, it was like he's just being hard because he's like, hey, I need you. Like, you're not applying yourself to the full yeah. potential that I know you can apply yourself to. I see something in you and I want to bring it out. Exactly. Yeah. And at first I was like, man, why are you always just picking on me, picking on me, picking on me? But then, like, after I s- sit back and, like, looked at the whole chessboard for what it was versus what I'm believing it is at yeah. the one piece, he was really trying to not just teach you the world history he's trying to shape you to make your history out to be whatever you want it to be yeah and if mr Ryder, you watching this one day yo thank you again because there you go you pushed me that's right yeah. hey shout out to the people that make an impact in our lives exactly and like you said i wish there were more teachers like that absolutely and they i feel like especially these kids this generation they need more teachers like that because that lying. that pride like we was talking about these kids literally the littlest thing can turn into like mass shootings and like yeah. someone run up them they run like these kids are wilding out ten times worse than we wild out. We fought with our hands and our hands. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Uh, these kids are fighting with machine guns, ARs, and like I was like, where one where are y'all getting these weapons from, and what is the problem that bad where you need to go shoot up the whole block or whole neighborhood or the whole school? It's and it's it, a heart problem. It's a heart exact. It's a heart problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't strip morality. You can't strip God. Yeah. From the school. Yeah. And wonder why people aren't acting godly. Oh, hey, because we did used to. Pr- oh, they did. They did take that away. You just said something there, because uh, 
Because I, I remember when they did that, because it happened when we was in school, when they started taking stuff away from... The world's going to act like the world, man. Yeah. And, and that's not just from a school perspective. That's You see it in politics. You see it in, oh, yeah. everywhere you look. You look at social media, wars, everywhere, media. Yeah. People get so shocked about the state that we're in right now. And, and in some ways, like, don't get me wrong, it's like, as a human, wow, that's crazy, that's terrible, that's this, that's that. But I don't know, man. I just have this, I guess, realization, the more and more I grow to Christ and more and more I dig into the word of, I expect that, I anticipate yeah. that. Like I said, the world's going to act like the world. Yes. Why, why are we shocked by that? I'm, I'm not, hey, hey, that's like, even what's going on right now, like, when I look at it like from a military standpoint, but I just look at it a worldly standpoint, I was like, y'all can't get mad at Russia. They're just doing what every other place done. They 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 they're growing. They're 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 trying to expand to become a bigger bigger spot than what they really are. It's 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 funny you make that point. It's it's funny that you make that point that way because I can totally uh, appreciate the way that you formulated that thought. I think it's relevant even to our own home nation, you know, here in the U.S., I think even with a, a lot of our own issues, uh, whether that be, you know, current issues, history, uh, certain terrible things that we're guilty of in the past, um, a lot of people really, really zoom in to that being an American issue, and it's not. It's not. Um, you know, let's point out, if we're talking about, you know, um, current issues, whether it's refugees, whether that's, you know, um, um, you know, border status, whether that's oh, yeah. uh, some of the histories. Let's point out elephants in the room. Yeah. Let's look at slavery. Let's yeah. Look at, you know, some of the different, um, you know, horrible parts of, of American history. But people do the same thing. They they dive in like it's an American issue. Yeah. No, it's a hard issue and it's a world, world issue, issue. And it's something that's as old as time. Yes. And it's happened in almost every civilization since the beginning of man. Exactly. In some places it still is. But we penalize the U.S. like they're the only ones. And don't get me wrong. Oh, no, the, it's not an issue that you want to try to justify or yeah. all. Or, or, you know, no, one, no one wants to stand on that hill. Yeah. Um, but I think looking at it from an objective point of view, yeah. why are we hanging ourselves for this and not using it to catapult ourselves forward and grow and, and heal? Exactly. And realize, so here's yeah. the beauty of it, and, 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 and really, really take what I'm saying in terms of face yeah. value here, because um, it is not a downplay on the severity oh, yeah. at all. Oh, yeah. It's actually a praise to God yeah. that we're one of the youngest nations and that we dealt with it for the shortest period of time. As horrible as it is, yeah. as horrible as it is, yeah. I, I relate that to other uh, much, much older nations and their rise and fall, rise and fall, rise and fall, or certain areas where maybe they were under different empowerments but still dealt with that same root issue for thousands of years. And I look at how we were stripped of that at such a such a young age yeah. as a nation. Um, and, and I equate that to, you know, Quakers, I quit, you know, yeah. a lot of different roles that are played in there, you know, rights activists and all that. Yeah. All of that stemming from a, a heart from Christ right, that, that stood up and said, This is not right. Well, yeah. Y'all was cool with that. We're not cool with that. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I think you see that more and more and more every single generation. You know, you look at even from grandparents, great-grandparents, and I think a lot of them don't even realize. It's kind of like what we were just talking about yeah. with childhood. It's not a victim mentality because you overcame it. Yes. It, it equates to every part of life. You look at even adults, you know. They're just grown children. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. some of the same struggles. It really is. And they have something ingrained in their minds. And they have to be broken from that. Hey, this is wrong. And I don't mean just I don't mean just racial issues, but I think it applies to anything. That should yeah. have to be a great example. Yeah. You know, and every generation is further and further and further removed from, from that if they're rooted in that belief in, in Christ and in morality. Yes. Because uh one thing I applaud Germany for, because uh, I have a friend from Germany. They said every year until they graduate, they're forced to visit where the Holocaust at because they try to make sure like they, uh, they, 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 they talk about it. It's like, so this will never happen again. So yes. it's like, this is how bad it, we, it could have got this one like type of person to cultural person. Like I, I applaud them for that. Cause I look at it, I was like, dang, if they actually force us until like we're get out of the way down to high school, to see, like, yo, this how bad it was. This how we're living. Yes. This how 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 detriment our our country our, our country used to be, and we're not trying to go back to that. We're trying to move That's forward it. from that. And like, once that is actually applied, oh, like now, with, not just with racial issue, with any issue, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. But think about this. Yeah. Think about this. And let's even use that for for example, since yeah. we're on the topic. Yeah. When we were in school, you had a lot of that. We uh, did cool. learn about that. They that took all that out. Issues. They took all that out. National issues, world issues, all of it, you know, it's, it's slowly, slowly being torn away. We have people tearing down statues around the nation, wanting to remove yeah. history. Um, in, the, in the name of growth, yeah. I don't think that equates to growth. Oh. I, I think it's, it's, it's the exact opposite, you know, yeah. of what you just described. If we're not educated on it, we're going to repeat that same mistake. Because yeah. I, can, I can tell you, I've looked at it personally. Yeah coming up and as an adult and through different sets of eyes through different you know yeah. checkpoints through life and i've never seen it any documentation any look at statues whatever the case you may be yeah. towards any of those items or periods of history i've never seen it as a praise yeah. i've seen it as what you just described yeah. you know what that's what we've made it through praise god yeah. that's what we've overcome Let's educate ourselves on what that was, how that came to be, and everything surrounding that so we can never, ever, ever fall back into something yeah. that horrendous. Yeah, because, uh, like, I, I, I can see both sides because, like, I, I'm, the, like, the most common, well-rounded perspective of it yeah. all because, yeah. like, like, exactly what you said, like, to, like, it's depending on how people look at it. And, like, a lot of people, I see them looking at it in a way where – how I put it, they, it's like, they're in a fight or flight situation, <laughs> and they want this world to be shaped in their viewpoint, but there's not just one person in this world. And that could be dangerous. And that's, that, that dangerous. that's dangerous. I say it really, it's got to be a, a more well, well-balanced outlook on this world and everything. Yeah. And a lot of it being so, so agenda-based, though, you know, um, Kind of describing some of the things, things you just the some of some of the same things that you just mentioned. There, uh, you know, and, and I'll go back to you know trying to remove history uh, instead of uh, appreciating it and growing from it, as you mentioned, as you commended Germany for. 
some of the items that they're taking away are not just representative of, of some of the de- detrimental areas to our nation. They're actually highlighting points of growth. Um, you know, some of the um, first, you know, black American landowners, yeah. some of the first black American landowners, brother, yeah. is some of the areas that they're trying to destroy. They're tearing down statues of them. So it's like they're so ingrained in this mentality yeah. of narrow way, narrow way, narrow way. They lump it all together. They don't, here's why they're tearing it down. Yeah. They didn't learn the history. No. They're the first generation that didn't learn the history. Yeah. So they're attacking it because they don't even realize who that statue is of. Yeah. They don't realize it doesn't, like going back to what I was just saying, they don't realize that that particular one is not highlighting the, you know, the areas of our detrimental, you know, or history that was detrimental to our nation. Yeah. It's highlighting the areas of growth, In our the nation. positive turning points, the changes, and them not being educated on that history. They don't know where to start. They can't appreciate it. Yeah. And, and appreciate, you know, everyone throws that word around, but I mean the, the true root term appreciate, whether that's positive or negative yeah you have to appreciate both yeah so you can form that full stance exactly because i feel like our nation never allowed I, I i think they try to look at it like if we look at anything in a negative viewpoint it's bad which actually no it's where we can grow from it. that's it there's always like in order for us to have a positive there has to be a negative that's true so this is true like but I feel like when it comes to a point where we actually start acknowledging more of our bad, and it's like, yo, we fucked up here. Because <laughs> a lot of it comes down to people like trying to say, oh, no, that didn't happen. I'm saying, no, just acknowledge it and let's grow from it. And that's on both sides. Yeah. That's yeah. on actually on every side. Yeah. Because. Well, like you man. mentioned, many, many more issues. Yeah. That's one topic, but yeah. well-rounded. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of things that we're – as a nation, and like I said, world issues that, yeah. that are that are faults that are not surfaced yet. Of um, not, not just historic, very modern faults. Oh yeah, some that are being surfaced now. Oh, trust yeah. me, because uh, I was not taking that shot. <laughs> they, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we ain't gonna get into that. Part, but I'm with you. Hey, I'm, I'm with you. I was like, I got my, I got my own standpoints there. Um, yeah, because I'm with you. Um, yeah. I'll say this and leave it alone. Okay. I'm very loud about my stances. Yeah. Spiritually. You're supposed to be. In Christ. Um, there's definitely some agendas there. They're not playing peekaboo anymore. Yeah. They're not behind the curtain. So if you don't see them, you're, you're choosing to ignore them. You're choosing to be blind. Um, and I won't even say even anything very specific, but just from a from a general stance, far before things progress into that level, I'll say even things like, uh, like, I have a lot of foreign friends. Of course. I have a lot of friends that have, have moved over or moved over temporarily at different points in life from different nations. When they come to the U.S. and they see commercials of medications <laughs> with yeah, yeah. big pharma pushing <laughs> different products, that is the weirdest thing in the world to them. And think about this, man. Coming yeah. up, you didn't think that was abnormal. You thought that was that was supposed Burger to be King commercial, Cause of, a leaf. Because <laughs> that's, that's what we were conditioned. Because yes, like, cause like until moment. you start until you start traveling outside the world, outside our our country, you don't see <laughs> you don't see the things that 
like how how people look at us and like but see what they got on their news channels. They don't post yeah, like, yeah. we're the only one to actually do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can kind of take that yeah. and run with it. Yeah. And then you put an agenda behind it and you kinda see where I'm going there. Oh yeah. Oh trust me. I see exactly where you're going and I agree with where you're going because like this is my major. My major is actually uh communication, telecommunication, like yeah. broadcast and media and everything. So you sh- you start paying attention to different things. You see how they try to push a certain agenda to oh, a yeah. certain, even to certain groups of people, because I was on the uh, listening to the radio one time, and this is always talking about these so-called shots and stuff or everything else too. I changed to a different radio station. I hear a damn commercial about it. I was like, so fuck you, telling me you posting? It's like nonstop on this one, but it's not. I was like, well, kind of building on what I was just talking about, just from yeah. overall, even from you know. 10, 20 years removed from them being allowed to do that. Yeah. In a lot of nations, that's actually illegal. Yeah. And you can't do that. Um, you know, it's, you go to, here's it, this medication, come get it like candy. You need this. You need, <laughs> you know? Of course. So roll that into what you were just describing yeah. with the shots. Anytime the government. Try to force something. You're yes. the test on me. Well, not just that, but almost in the, in the, in the spirit of, you know, or, or in the name at least of helping, there's a whole lot of other things you could have helped with all along. And of course. Why, and, and it's, you hear it every social media, any outlet, television. I don't watch a lot of television yeah. myself, but um, I don't think I've turned mine on in years. <laughs> just got it just for looks. <laughs> well, hey, man, I, I, you know, I'm not real big into entertainment from a perspective unless it's something to do educational or growth or something that aspect oh yeah i'm really really not i call it a uh, zombie brain yep. i don't like to do any don't get me wrong oh yeah I, no i agree with you no entertainment you're, you're talking is about, good when it's scheduled and used appropriately boom hey i'm going to watch this college football game or i'm gonna literally go in person and watch this college football game this is a scheduled event for leisure time yeah awesome perfectly okay yep Ten no, hours, ten hours of this. Oh yeah, you know, uh, flipping on, or, or people will talk about you doing that, and the same ones will go home after work and spend four hours a day in, in front, front of the, the TV. TV. I've been asked about this uh, Yellow Ranch, Yellowstone, Yellow, Yellow something. Yeah, series Netflix. I, I don't see. I don't know enough about it. I, um, I uh, you, you got me. I've been, asked, I, I've been asked about it, you know, five hundred times. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what that is. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not demonizing those things. Oh, yeah. That's fine. There's a time and a place, like I say, for all of it. But if that's consuming you to the point of, you know, it's taking up that much of your day. You might as well get paid for it. Well, <laughs> that's a good point there. But what I'm looking at is, well, from that level or many others, I always look at it as I only have so many hours a day. 24 hours in a day. What is it robbing me from? Yeah. What are you using it for? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I use the if same I, If I'm using it on that... That's robbing from somewhere. Yep. Is it from my children? Is it from God? Is it from time in the word, praise, worship? Is it from work? Yeah. Because I got a lot of dreams that I keep talking to the Lord about. So if I'm if I'm talking to him about this and I'm just putting in my measly eight hours and I'm, you know, putting all that free time into something that ain't doing nothing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel a little silly saying that prayer again tomorrow. Ooh. And that's coming to, that come with maturity and self-accountability. But no, you you touched on a part right there. You, uh, you start talking about family, because like, are right, you a father and family? I know that's a big part of you, and they shaped you it to is. like 
like I feel like kids shape us. Our parents shape us as well too. But our kids help mold us into the person we actually always wanted to be. Yeah. Because they think I, of, we're the superhero. We're, that's we're, it. We're the Superman. That's it. Yeah. I feel like God uses them in a lot of ways, and it shows His own love for us through our love for them. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times that I've been in prayer or felt that you know that that distant eerie feeling. Um, even if it was just in your mind, you know, and it wasn't legitimate at all, and then turn around to my babies and know my unconditional love for them and know that was literally, that, that was just a foreshadowing, that, or that was more so just a mirror image of uh, a much lesser mirror image of his love for me, and it's like, bam, it clicked. Yeah. It clicked. Why am I so worried about that, Lord? If I love them this much, and I'm a flawed earthly father, yeah, you're perfect, you're most high, and you're calling me your child when I didn't deserve it. You adopted me into your kingdom, so how much more do you love me? Exactly. And I'm worried about the petty. I'm worried about little religious-minded things when you're, when you're talking about something far greater and above anything that I'm talking about. Exactly. You know, and, and you, you talk about going into family, man. I think a lot of what realized, or I'm sorry, helped me realize that and, and the actual um, appreciation for it, what goes back to childhood. It's funny how all that blends together. Yeah. Yes, there were some of the, and we, we highlighted on uh, you know some of the extreme negatives there, um, like all, that's all there was, but one thing that I did have was family, you yeah. know. Um, I mentioned, you know, being a, a one of six, yeah. and, and mom and dad still in the house, and that's a rarity, you know. My my daddy passed away when rare. I was really young, yeah. Um, but yeah, having six of us, same mom and daddy, and and growing up in the same house, especially in a neighborhood like that, you know, I had friends that envied me and that shared that as in childhood and shared that when we were grown, of you know, yeah. you guys being together as a family, having mom and dad in the same household and a happy marriage, and you know, rooting you on Christ like that. That's I didn't know how blessed I was. Yeah, I really didn't know how blessed I was. Rare. And it really gave me appreciation that I didn't even realize I had until I was older um, and and removed from that for family, yeah. for marriage, you know, uh, for uh, a household centered around God. And, and you, you grow up with these built-in friends, Oh yeah. you know, and it's funny, you know, I see or I just have seen, not each and every family, but family drama and this and that. So-and-so doesn't talk to so-and-so anymore and this and that. And I can't. I can't get that. I can't get that because me and, and well, five of us are grown, yeah. and we've kind of taken over some of those roles, roles now. Yep. And I love my siblings to death. Yeah. We're close as could be. We're still friends to this day and age, and we're probably closer now than you were in a lot then. of ways back than we then. thought we were then. Yeah. We were close on a, on a friend and, and childhood level and play level. Um and that sibling, you know, bond. But now it's uh, you know, whole different, it's different. A whole different ball game now. It's different. Because uh, see, my my family kept us rooted the same way, but after certain pillars fell in the family, yeah, the people that were right at them they never filled them pillars in. So like my family has went from other than being close knit, because you know every holiday, every Sunday. You see your cousins, you see everybody, everybody's there. Yeah. So now we're, it's just this small group of us that 
It's like Still we got happening. exactly. It's like a small group that's sticking together, but at the same time, you got the other family on the outskirts that's not feel like they're not welcome to come back. And I'm trying to bring. Yeah, I'm yeah. the person that bring trying to bring that back. So you just had a really good yeah. point. You know that I was going to touch on, it. and I've talked on this. You know a couple of times. Um, you know whether it be you know uh, sharing or testimony or, or or encouraging or even you know uh, yeah in this proceeding or, or radio or whatever. I think it's so important as part of that growth and part of that transformation. I mean, yeah, we talk about some of the you know, older parts of life and, and you know, uh, not from any sort of victim mentality. Hey, acknowledging this was rough, this was tough, this was something, I, but we overcame it. We broke outside of that. Yeah. And then in later parts of life, part of that, part of that growth that I think our generation misses a lot, not just people that have overcome anything. Maybe the problem is they haven't. Yeah. Um, you see a lack of that. You, know, you don't see as large of family gatherings, yeah. Thanksgiving dinners, Thanksgiving lunches. You just, don't, it's a different, Christmas, it, it's a different feel. It's yeah. a different spirit. And don't get me wrong. I, I understand that, you know, the Christmas magic was, that's just a part of growing up and you realize mommy and daddy were the Christmas magic. Of course, you know I, mean? that. I, I get that, but this is removed from that. This is, this is in the spirit of, of family and uh, communion and fellowship and yeah. bringing everyone together. It's like there's, not in my family, but, and not even just our community, but Everywhere. overall, yeah. you know, um, even even digging into some of the same things as a nation, you know, it's, it's you see it even in TV shows, uh, uh, movies, social media, and all those things. Anything highlighted, that family dynamic is much much different now. It's, it's you know? changed so much. It has, and and I think uh, so. Bringing me back around, you know, full circle to my point there, is our generation lacks that. It's our duty. It's our job. Look. I'm just going to put it out there. If you're 25 or anywhere close to that and above, you're 25 to 30, and you ain't hosting Thanksgiving, if you ain't giving the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the great aunts and uncles a little break, we got a little problem. You're going to have yeah. to put your, you're gonna have to pull step them pants up, up step step the, up. pull them britches <laughs> up, tighten that belt, live up, and slip the shoes on. You know, it, oh, yeah. It, it, I think our, when I say our generation lacks, yeah. that's what I'm seeing. It's like, yeah. They're still falling into some of those same childhood roles, not realizing maybe it's time to, it's time to pass the torch. Yeah, and then <laughs> you know? sometimes it's also you, you got to force them to pass the torch too. Because we're like with my family, there's a lot of strong-minded women. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that, that's part of it. That's hey, a part of it. Hey, so like I, like I think it was last uh, what holiday was it? I think it was Christmas or New Year's. Like I, I, I I'm, I'm the one. That, I'm the one to cook now. I'm the one to do the. Uh, like if I'm on a grill, if it's grilling or something, I'm the one grilling now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when it come down to it, I'd be like, "Yo, I cook this, I cook that." They're like, "Nah, nah, nah." This, she's always doing. I was like, "Man, she ain't gonna be here forever." So you might as well let me go ahead and start doing certain things because, like, certain people have started taking over certain different dishes. She been doing it forty years. Mm-hmm. Let her show up and eat. Exactly. Some sweet tea and go home. And let her sit down. Let her complain a little bit. I know she's gonna complain because ain't hers. <laughs> Like especially when calling potato salad, cause uh, my aunt Gloria, she's the only <laughs> one to make the potato salad, or that we allow to make the potato salad. And I ask every time I come in there, I'm like, "Who made a potato salad?" <laughs> I'm not touching it if someone. <laughs> so I understand certain yeah, certain hey. stereotypes when it comes to some like some of those key roles. Key roles, yeah. But I'm like, "All right, you teaching me exactly how much you did yeah. for this, and we can get it right, cracking. We can right. make something better. Right. We can still keep tradition." But pass I, that trend, like you said. Yeah, pass, pass the that torch. tradition, pass that torch, pass that recipe down. Because I want to bring it back to like 
Sunday dinners and stuff because my family yeah. was like big on that. And like ever since my great grandma and her sisters and her brother died, it literally like it displaced my family. Like they tried to keep it going, but they they couldn't do it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I feel like it's the sometimes it may not be that generation right after them that can bring that back. But it might have to be the generation after the generation. Yes. Yes. And like really Well that generation yeah. misses it. Yeah. We didn't get to experience it. We we want that. Yeah. So like now I'm getting to the point where like I'm in contact with like my family, my cousins and everything that I know they're still around here that don't be coming up there a lot. Yeah. I'm like, bro, we got ten acres outside. So I'm like, bro, this what I I look at what my great granddaddy did and understood what he was trying to do versus yeah. them trying to look at it like, oh no, nah, this, that, and third. I was like, no. He said this is a place where his, his family, if anyone needs a place to go, they should be able to come here. So that Man, that's expand. powerful. So, so you actually hit this, uh, an amazing point right there, and, and that's something that I'm. It's it's huge in my life at, at this very stepping stone that I'm on now. Yeah. You know, just recently turning thirty, and it's honestly been highlighted for for at least the last six or seven years, yeah. and just zoomed in the last couple. And it feeds into what we were just saying. And some people may listen in. Some people might hear that. And they may think, you know, well, that's trivial, that's that's silly, that's this or that, so for what it's worth, it's just Thanksgiving. No, no, it's not about that. No. You're missing the point. Exactly. It's not about that whatsoever. It's not that event. It's not that little one token. It's what stands behind it. Mm. It's, it's what it stands for. It is that taking over. It is that that lead charge that you take in your heart and mentally to drive the whole family forward as a generation. Yeah. I got this now. Yeah. We're going to elevate. Here's the direction we're headed. It's, it's, it's bigger than the, the macaroni at Thanksgiving. Yes. It's what it represents. Yes. It's We're bringing the family into fellowship. We're going to let the older generation relax. Yeah. We're going to show them what they've raised us to be. Yeah. We're going to retire our parents. We're going to look at family land. Expand and expand it. Yes. Yes. You know, that's one of the things highlighted for me right now is, is looking for a way to where, you know, I can show my mama and my kids and my families, my family things that they never got to be a part of before our generation. We're doing things uh, myself, uh, my, my brother, you know, we're doing things that our family didn't see as the norm. They didn't see as possible. And y'all making it possible. That's it. That's it. So my children get exposed to certain things, you know, and I'll talking about, you know, wrapping in family. It's a way that I try to raise them. It's not just about the older generation. It's the ones that come up behind me as well, yeah. you know. I take a look at my little ones in a, in a trip that I just took, unfortunately, for a funeral, and I had to two um short events where I had to, you know, take off and go out of state, and uh, my assistant was scheduling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to Chris, because uh, I was like, hey, hey. She keeps me in line. Yeah, I, asked, I was like, yeah, he know me as Chris, but I go by Terramis now. So, <laughs> she was like, oh, we got to say it now. I was like, yeah, put it down in the books. 